Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone, and happy moving on to the next round, lightninginsider.com podcast. I'm Eric Erlinson from lightninginsider.com, coming to you after Tampa Bay's Game 7 victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs. A gutty, gritty, whatever you want to call it, 2-1 victory in Game 7. Uh, we have another Game 7 hero to talk about as Nick Paul scores both goals in the game. Uh, of course, Andre Vasilevsky did what Andre Vasilevsky does in series clinching games. We'll get into that. He didn't extend his NHL record, but he did do what Andre Vasilevsky is known to do in these situations. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well as Tampa Bay moves on to round two for the third consecutive season, going back to the 2020 postseason. They have now won nine consecutive playoff series, which is among the most in NHL history. Obviously, it's not the most. We know that the quest for a three-peat uh, remains alive thanks to the victory, and they will face, of course, the Florida Panthers in round two. And as of this recording, we don't have a start date as of yet. So if you're listening to this after the schedule has come out, I do apologize. But it does sound like Tuesday is the most likely scenario, but it could be Wednesday as well. So depending on when you're listening to this, uh, expect that to be one of the first two days to start the series in sunrise, so the Panthers, again, have home ice advantage after winning the President's Trophy this year. They have home ice advantage as long as they are in the postseason. All right, the LightningInsider.com podcast is presented by BioPro Plus. It's the first 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. Improve your performance, metabolism, and energy without any needles or nasty side effects from prescription injections. BioPro Plus works faster, is easier to use, and is 100% safe. Are you a guy over 35 who wants to fix how he performs, looks, and feels? Then BioPro Plus is right for you. You can find BioPro Plus on Instagram and Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com. And you can use the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order at BioProteinTech.com. All right, as I wrote a little bit on my website today at lightninginsider.com, by the way, if you're not signed up, I encourage you and ask you to please check that out and support my work so I can continue to do stuff like this podcast and radio shows and everything else that I do to bring you coverage of this team as best as I can. Again, 22 years of experience covering this team. My first year on the beat was 2000. Uh, 2001, that was my first year as a backup, and my first full year covering this team was 2001-2002. So I've been at this for 22 years, and if you're new to me, 
I encourage you to go please check out my website, and I'm going to give you a promo code. If you go there, sign up for a yearly subscription. Subscription. Use the, the promo code PODCAST. That's PODCAST. Use that. I'll give you $10 off your first year of a yearly subscription. So please go check that out. But as I wrote a little bit today, of the nine series Tampa Bay has played going back to the start of the 2020 playoff bubble, this was by far the most grinding out, battle-tested type of series that the Lightning have faced. The Islanders last year is close because the Islanders are a true grinded-out team. And this was a different kind of grinding it out. The Leafs are unlike any opponent Tampa Bay had faced to this point over the past two postseasons. They're fast, they're quick, they're talented, they scare you every time some of their top players have the puck on their stick because they're so good at being able to create offense out of nothing. We saw that at times during the series, and at times during the previous eight playoff series. The Lightning had only ever trailed in a series twice. That's the 2020 second round against Boston when they lost game one. They went on to win the next four. And then against the Dallas Stars in the 2020 Stanley Cup Final, they lost Game 1, won the next three, lost Game 5 in double overtime before going on to win the series in six games. In this series against Toronto, they trailed three times. Down one nothing, down 2-1, and down 3-2 before finally breaking that pattern and winning Game 7, uh, the first time any team had won games in back to, uh, won back-to-back games in the series. So again, only trailed twice in any postseason series over the previous eight, trailed three times in this one. In addition, in the uh, eight playoff series prior to this, the Lightning had ever only faced elimination one time. They beat Columbus in five in 2020. They beat the Bruins in five in 2020. They beat the Islanders in six in 2020. And of course, as I just mentioned, six games against the Dallas Stars also in 2020 to win the Stanley Cup that year. Last year, they beat the Florida Panthers in six games, had a 2-0 lead in that series before going on to win it in six games. Against Carolina in round two, win the first two games, go on to win it in six. And then in the series against the Islanders last year, again, one game one, one game three, one game five, and of course, one game seven, which was the only elimination game they had faced over the past two postseasons. And in this series against the, the Maple Leafs, they faced elimination twice. And the performance that they put on in Game 7, and I've seen this team play a lot through the years, obviously. And I've seen them play a lot in the playoffs that last number of years under the you know in the John Cooper era going back to 2014. This Game 7 was as committed as I've seen this team B B, and it's somewhat. I don't want to call it ironic, but you know when when you see Braden Point go down, and you see him struggle to get up, not able to put any weight on his leg, you know that has an effect on the team, and that goes one of two ways. It can completely unravel a team, saying, "Oh my, we just lost our top center." 
one of our top players, a guy who has led the playoffs in goals the past two years. He's got 14 goals in each of the past two postseasons. So to see him go down and struggle the way he did, it had to have been a, a little bit of a shock to the system. But it didn't go that way. It went the other way. And John Cooper even mentioned this, that as soon as Braden Point went down, it felt that everybody just locked in from there. And it certainly didn't hurt that it was a minute 13, I believe, after Point got injured, that Tampa Bay took the lead. Nick Paul on a rebound, poking a rebound off of a Ross Colton shot for a one nothing lead late in the first period. I think that was a huge boost, and it... You know, it just it just brought the team together. And, it, it you know, look, Braden Point tried to come out for the second period. Uh, kudos to him. I can't imagine what kind of pain he was in because, again, he looked like he was struggling and it, and it showed that he was struggling. Um, he took that one shift in the second, clearly couldn't go, but he stayed on the bench, which reminiscent of the Stanley Cup final with Steven Stamkos when he missed the entire playoffs – came back for Game 3 against the Stars, scored that goal, but on the goal, he knew he was done. But he refused to leave the bench for the rest of the game. He sat on the bench the rest of the game. Well, Braden Point did the same thing. So, you know, like you watch this team and you understand how much they care for each other. Like this... it. You know, you talk about a second family, you know, pro sports teams can be that way. But this team just has that cohesiveness, that understanding, where even guys who haven't been part of the past couple of playoffs feel that. They sense that. They get that. You know, Nick Paul comes in. He's talked about that. Brandon Hagel has talked about it. Corey Perry's been asked about it a lot this year. And Corey Perry is obviously a veteran, former superstar in this league. His name carries weight. His game carries weight, and that's something he's picked up on since the moment he got here. Uh, you know, Pierre-Edouard Belmar has talked about that as well. So you see how creating a culture, this is the kind of culture it creates. So Brayden Point sits on the bench. You even saw him with the, his iPad out, right? Like we're so used to seeing Brayden Point grab the iPad after a shift, and he wants to see maybe what happened here or there. He's still helping on the bench, even though he can't help on the ice. He's still helping try and direct traffic for this team. And again, well, let's, let's talk about the first apparent tying goal for Toronto. It looked as if John Tavares had tied the game. And I cannot believe veteran hockey reporters that I know well, and I've known well through the years, said that this wasn't a penalty. I've never seen a more obvious interference call. I think, I, I can't remember the last time I saw this obvious of a call. It was so clear that Justin Hall came down from the right point and his only intention was to pick off Anthony Sorelli, which is what he did, which created the path for John Tavares to come around to the slot and beat Andre Vasilevsky with a goal. And it was waved off immediately. So the ref's arm was up before um, Tavares took the shot. You didn't quite hear a whistle right away, but it did happen pretty quick. And there's a lot of people that I respect didn't think that was a penalty, and it was as clear a day as a penalty is to me. Now, 
The good news is, is that didn't affect the game because Toronto did come back and get that tying goal later in the second period. Morgan Riley, on a, off the rush, ties the game. But again, Nick Paul, three minutes later, makes an unbelievable play as he tries to dance around TJ Brody. Brody actually got a piece of the puck, but Paul was able to control it with his skate kick it over to a stick and snap a shot past Jack Campbell, and that was it. That was the last of the scoring because you knew in the third period how Toronto was going to come out. And they came out hard, and they pushed, and again, with their top players, they can create something out of nothing on many occasions. And you started to get a little leery because Tampa Bay was doing a lot of chip and change, or they were doing a lot of flip and change just by flipping the puck out of the out of the zone. Uh, so they were allowing Toronto the, the possession to keep coming at them, and they did. And in fact, in the third period of that game, and you knew it was going to be this way, but you knew in the third period of Game 7 with the Leafs trying – to push for the tying goal and, and at least get that game into overtime, and then you never know what happens in overtime. But the shot attempts in the third period were 34-7 to for Toronto. 34-7, to 17 shots on goal. Ten of them, ten of them were blocked by Tampa Bay, so they were getting in lanes. And even though... The Lightning were chipping and changing, flipping and changing, not getting a lot of sustained pressure. They had some chances early in the third period to you know, uh, score a goal. They actually had three high-danger chances in the third period, and, but just four overall scoring chances. But you never felt like they were in danger. And that's where they were locked in. They protected the middle of the ice so well. The block shots are up there. The shooting lanes, the passing lanes, like they didn't let, because Toronto was very good at creating chances through the seam. Now, you've seen many times William Nylander or Mitch Marner will put a puck across the seam to find a Tavares or a Matthews on the opposite side of the ice. They didn't allow those passes to get through. So that's where they were so locked in. And that's why I think this is one of the grittiest down to the details game that Tampa Bay has played, and it's just the heart and courage and everything else that this team has gone through. Now, what disappointed me a little bit is in the post game, and I understand Game 7 is in Toronto, that there was too much, too many questions about the Toronto side of things and not enough about the Tampa Bay side of things. Right? Everybody was asking questions of, who told, uh, John Cooper spoke, Stephen Stamko spoke. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Victor Hedman spoke. Of course, Nick Paul 
Ross Colton was another one. But there were a lot of questions directed at, you know, how come this Toronto team lost the series. But there wasn't enough about how Tampa Bay won the series. Because that's what it came down to. In a Game 7, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Everything is magnified. Steven Stamco said it the other day after Game 6. Game 7 is three straight overtime periods, and it felt that way last night for sure. But in Game 7, Toronto didn't lose this game. Tampa Bay won it because they dedicated themselves to making sure they did what they had to do to prevent Toronto from scoring. And that's where this team, this Lightning team, has learned through the years on how to win. There's a difference between wanting to win and knowing how to win. This team knows how to win. And they've done it by getting everybody to buy into the process. And they showed it last night. It was, the, again, the heart of a championship team coming out and performing and doing everything they had to do to put themselves in position to win a game. And that included even facing what Toronto was throwing at them in the third period. And you have to give a huge tip of your cap to Nick Paul, who had never been in the NHL playoffs prior to this season. When Julian Breezebois spoke to us in the media after the acquisition of Paul, he mentioned he comes with a playoff-style game. I think we've seen that. And, you know, if you listen to me on a couple of different radio stations, including on Lightning Power Play on the pregame skate show with Bobby the Chief Taylor, I was I was looking at Nick Paul in that game because I just felt he was kind of ready to make that breakthrough. He'd had chances. He had a couple of chances in Game 5 to put that game away. He didn't come up with it. But just like this team, he didn't let that affect his game. So he becomes the first player in franchise history to score his first career playoff goal in a Game 7. He's only the second player in Lightning franchise playoff history to score two goals in a Game 7. Ruslan Fedotenko, of course. The other one did that in 2004 in the Stanley Cup Final against Calgary. The only two goals Tampa Bay would score in that game, and he's still a hero to this day uh, as he does remain in the area, and we see him at Lightning games every now and then. But the two goals stand out, but Nick Paul played almost 22 minutes of ice time last night. With Braden Point out, somebody was going to have to step up and take some of that ice time, and Nick Paul stepped into it as if he'd done it his whole career. He played over nine minutes in the third period, so he played almost half the third period. His 22 minutes of ice time led all Tampa Bay forwards. Think about that. His ice time led all Tampa Bay forwards, more than Anthony Sorelli, more than Alex Kalorn, more than Andre Pilat, probably three of their better defensive uh, forwards on the team. You would throw a point in there, too. Obviously, he wasn't available. But that's where things, you know, sat. So the goals stand out for Nick Paul. But the way he played defensively, he was out there seemingly for every faceoff. His numbers in the faceoff circle didn't look great. But he was out there for a lot of key faceoffs. So he's quickly adapted himself to this team and you know, that wantonness, that willingness to do whatever it takes to win a game. 
Schedules will be an unrestricted free agent after the year. That's a conversation for when the season's over. But I think the Lightning need to find a way to bring him back. I know in people that I've talked to say he loves it here. We'll see what that means come free agency, but that helps. It helps that, um, you know, you as, as Julian said, when I asked him this question back in March, you know, do you view Nick Paul as a rental or is there a chance you can get him, you know, to, to re-sign? He said, well, we'll bring him in. We'll get, we'll have him, we'll let him get to know us a little bit. We'll get to know him a little bit and then see where things go after that. But again, that's a conversation from whenever the season is over, whether it's this month or next month, and then they'll talk about it. And, and, you know, usually where there's mutual uh, admiration and uh, willingness on both sides, those things tend to work themselves out, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And then, of course, there was Andre Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky does what Andre Vasilevsky does. And if you were a betting man, you probably put your money down on Andre Vasilevsky, which brings me to this. With the NHL playoffs in full swing, NBA playoffs in full swing, NFL, play, uh, NFL season fast approaching, you do need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may not know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. It's BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS, and you'll, you'll receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the code BOLTS. 22. That's B-O-L-T-S 22. And they have re-up and referral bonuses as well. And BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. BetUS has all your NBA and NHL playoff action with team and player props and loads of NHL, NFL futures and NFL odds up already. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf and round matchup, and live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games and the race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and get your phone, online, and social sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS, you bet you win, you get paid. BetUS, and don't forget that promo code, BOLTS22, for a 125% sign-up bonus. Now, in this series, Andre Vasilevsky has been okay. We don't say that very often. But he was just okay. The numbers were the numbers. Toronto had scored three or more goals in every game against him. A couple of those games, games two and game four, were garbage time goals, if you want to call them that, when Tampa Bay already had a big lead. They were up 5-1 in game two. They were up 5-0 in game four. So they scored four of those goals combined in, in quote-unquote garbage time. But you just knew at some point, Andre Vasilevsky was going to step up and do what he does. Now, we know the numbers, five consecutive shutouts in series-clinching games, uh, a streak that started in 2020 in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. Of course, he shut out the Panthers in Game 6, shut out the Hurricanes in Game 5, shut out the Islanders 1-0 in Game 7, and then the one nothing shutout of Montreal in Game 5, the night they won the Cup back in July. And for a while, it looked like it, he was heading down that path again. 
Morgan Riley scores, breaks that streak. It was over 333 minutes of shutout streak in elimination games or in, in series clinching games. So that streak ended, but that was it. That was it. So in the past six uh, series clinching games for the Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky has allowed one goal. One goal. Think about that. That's an incredible, that's high-intense hockey that's delivering under pressure. And there was a lot of pressure in this game, and Toronto was applying a lot of it. But again, he was so locked in. The team was so locked in. You just felt like it was going to, if, if anything, anything was going to get by him, especially in the third period, it was not going to be because he was beat on a play. It's going to be because it took a wonky bounce or deflected off somebody or a tip or something he had no control over. But it didn't happen. And then you have Andre Vasilevsky doing what he does and leading this team to a victory in a Game 7 situation and send them on to the second round. And I want to play this clip for you real quick from John Cooper uh, talking about Andre Vasilevsky because of what he means and what he does and just how he felt things were going in that game. So this is Lightning head coach John Cooper after the Game 7 victory speaking about Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, he's a winner. Uh, I could tell early he was dialed in more than any game in this series. And uh, he, he was seeing pucks and, and tracking them. And um, if pucks were getting through, guys laying out, he was there for us. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a big reason why we win. Yep, big-time player, big-time performer, shows up in big-time games, and he certainly did it in Game 7 again. All right, like I said, don't know exactly as I'm recording this when the series against the Panthers will start. Second consecutive year, the Sunshine State Showdown will take place uh, after not meeting in the postseasons for the first 20 plus years. We get it two years in a row. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun last year. Uh, Florida is a deep team. I think there's one thing to kind of keep an eye on here, and, and we'll do something more in-depth uh, a little bit later. Uh, but Toronto and Florida, somewhat similar styles. They like to stretch the defense. They use their speed to their advantage. They are as deep of a forward group as I've seen. You know, they which it was already deep, and they added Sam Reinhart in the offseason. They bring in Claude Giroux at the trade deadline. Uh, Giroux made an impact in that series against the Capitals. So they are hard to match up against from a forward standpoint. Um, so, But the transition from playing Toronto to playing Florida in terms of tactically, I don't think it's going to be a huge shift in the way Tampa Bay played against Toronto that they're going to have to play against Florida. You have to be aware, probably more aware. You know, look, Toronto has... Elite players in Marner and, and Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. But Florida has Barkoff and Huberdeau and Bennett and Reinhardt and Carter Verhage, who had himself one hell of a series against the Capitals. You know, Anthony Duclair, a 30-goal scorer, who was scratched in their clinching game in Game 6. That's how deep this Florida team is up front. Um, so you have to be aware, and the matchups... Um, you know, will be. I don't know if it'll be as prevalent in this series as it was in in the series against Toronto, because you they tried so much to get the Sorelli Cologne point line out against the Matthews line as much as possible, 
Florida is just as dangerous, but I don't think they're as prevalent in terms of trying to match up just because Florida's kind of spread out. They have depth, and, and the Lightning have it too, similar as we saw last year with their lines. Uh, so that's kind of what to look for here uh, in this series moving forward with the Panthers. Uh, so again, looks like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, there's an event at Amelie Arena on Saturday. So again, if you're listening to this after the schedule has come out, you can just just listen, sit back, and enjoy. Uh, but if you're listening to this before the schedule comes out, it, it, it looks like that's going to be the case. But again, things can change based on what I, the information I have right now before we get the actual schedule. But that's what I would anticipate at this point uh, just because of the event that's in Amelie Arena on Saturday. All right, as always... You can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore Erlinson, E-R-I-K underscore E-R-L-E-N-D-S-S-O-N. That's the easiest way to interact with me. My DMs are always open. I try to answer as many questions as I can. Um, I'm here for you, fans. I'm here to give you insight. I'm here to give you information. Hopefully, I entertain you a little bit as well. Uh, If you like the podcast, if you want to support me, like I said, please go to my website, sign up, use that promo code podcast. For $10 off your first year on a yearly subscription. Um, Lots of coverage still to come. Lots of things to keep an eye on. Tampa Bay is once again in the second round. And the dream of a three-peat is still alive. Um, I'll continue to do my uh, hosting of the pregame skate show. Which you can hear one hour before every Lightning game playoffs uh, is home and away. So one hour before every playoff game i'll be live with bobby the chief taylor on news radio 970 locally as well as lightning power play that you can find on the iheart app simply search lightning power play Uh, my wednesday hits with uh, ian beckles and jay retcher on 95.3 wdae and am 620 that will continue Uh, and of course i'm sure i'll be on airwaves uh, around as well uh, with Tampa Bay again into the second round for the third consecutive season. Uh, it's a great run this team is on. I don't know when it's going to end, but it's a lot of fun to be around. It's a lot of fun to cover, and I hope you enjoy this as well. All right, we'll check in uh, at some point soon. Thanks, always, for listening. Uh, rate, subscribe, share this podcast. You can find it anywhere you get your podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.